I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Business Boost Podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbend and I have got a very special guest for you to meet today. But just before I introduce you to her, I wanted to give you the heads up about a little something that I'm doing later this month that is definitely going to give your business and your life a massive big boost. So one of the most downloaded episodes of this podcast was my quarterly planning episode. Who knew? Um, Clearly, there is um, a real interest from you in my process. So I'm going to take this one step further and I am hosting a virtual, sadly, this is virtual. I would love if it was in real life, um, but it's going to be a virtual quarterly planning retreat on Friday, the 24th of September. So this is a chance for you to spend a whole day with me working completely uninterrupted on your business. Um, This is a chance for you to get yourself set up for a really cracking end to 2021. I know for so many of us, our plans have probably not gone the way that we had hoped, but I also know that there are other people who are really cranking at the moment. So whatever stage you are at at the moment, this day is going to help you get really, really crystal clear on what it is that you need to get done before the end of the year and set up a really strong plan to actually make it happen. There is going to be action taking. You are not going to just walk away with pretty pieces of paper. You are going to be doing the work in situ right there with me as your accountability person. Um, This is one of the most impactful things that I do in my business in terms of keeping me on track. And I am opening up the entire process for you. It's not just what to do, how to do it. There is going to be some beautiful self-care exercises mixed in there. I've got some of my business buddies making special guest appearances. There's going to be some treats and all sorts of surprises. So I would love it if you could join me. I've got an early bird offer that ends tomorrow. Tuesday the 7th. Um, So jump on over to my website and the link is michellebroadbent.com.au forward slash planning retreat. I will have that also in today's show notes, but I would love for you to join me. Now, on the topic of planning, today's guest is someone who I would give more than five gold stars to for her planning efforts uh, over the last 12 months. My client, Hannah Statham, is the head honcho and founder of Media Mortar, which is a content marketing agency based in Brisbane. Now, Hannah is teeny tiny. She's, I think, just on five foot, but she is a pocket rocket 
of enthusiasm and commitment. She is a passionate human and she can talk more than me. And that is saying something. But something that I have been incredibly honored to do is I have supported not just her, but also her husband who has his own business as well. I supported both of them individually as they prepared their businesses and their lives for the arrival of their gorgeous daughter, Penny, earlier this year. It was such a privilege to work with these two because what I loved was that they recognized that planning needed to occur. Now, you may think that that sounds super obvious, but I will tell you a a very quick story that I actually worked in a business many years ago um, where the founder um, had a baby and there was a little bit of that, she'll be right, mate, you know, I'm just going to bring the baby into the office and, you know, the baby will sleep in the pram and, and I'll, you know, continue to be able to run my business. So there was absolutely no contingency plan in place whatsoever. And um, spoiler alert, she had, first of all, she had a very, very difficult um, birth experience. And then the child that she gave birth to never slept, never slept. So there was no contingency plan, plan. And what sadly happened was that the impact of this was catastrophic to the business. And um, that business no longer exists. So I am not telling you this to like scare you. I'm telling you to illustrate what can happen if you don't prepare your business for you not being there. Now, today's episode, it's not just for parents to be. Um, life happens. Um, things can crop up where we do need to step out of our business. You could get sick or injured. Um, you could have to care for someone else um, for a period of time that prohibits you from being actively in your business all the time. So in today's chat with Hannah, we talk about how she went about planning for her, her new role as a mum and weaning herself off the business, setting it up to succeed in her own terms because She went looking for a guide, a blueprint, some kind of rule book as to what to do, and she couldn't find one. So uh, together, we wrote one, and uh, she has done an incredible job. I am not going to spoil what she shares, but let me tell you, um, the business was completely fine without her, but she's going to um, yeah share just exactly how fine things were in our chat with you. So she's got some fantastic tips and insights. Um, so whatever the reason is that you may have for stepping away from your business for any period of time, you're really going to get so much from my chat with Hannah. So I would now like to introduce you to the fabulous Hannah Statham. Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. It's so good to see you. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I feel very honoured to be on your wonderful podcast. Thank you. Well, it's great to have you here and um, to see you out the other side of your mat leave. Um, Now, I often talk about you to other people saying that, like, you get the prize for the most planned transition from, you know, 
business owner, soul focused on building your business into mama life. And it is a good thing. It's a great thing. I feel like I found out about your pregnancy at the same time as Chris did. But um, <laughs> look, uh, tell me about what your thinking was behind this epically planned mat leave. Sure. Um, well, I don't think you're far from the truth in that you and Lorraine, I think, were it sort of went, I found out I was pregnant, then Chris, then you two. <laughs> And then, you know, 10 weeks later, everyone else. (laughs) So you guys were, um, you know, I think the pregnancy probably felt like a million years because you guys were brought in at, you know, pretty much the second I I did the pregnancy (laughs) test. Um, I was like, oh, guys, I've got news. Um, So I guess um, in terms of, I guess, the thinking around being so organised as a bit of context. um, So I run a content marketing agency. So I have my own my own business and my partner, Chris, he is a building designer and he also has his own business. So um, I think sometimes our our two lives running, both running businesses can feel like we're in just these sort of parallel universes or it can feel like we're spinning quite quickly and, and um, if we're not organised, things just don't, don't progress with the two of us because it's very easy just to, you know, get caught up in your own business lives that um, the home life doesn't get organised. So I think probably the reason I had to take such a... Um, a detailed view into going into maternity leave is I knew that I wasn't going to to get any um, maternity leave per se. I mean, Chris wasn't going to get any paternity leave per se um, in terms of something that our employers could, could give to us. It was something that we certainly could choose for ourselves within our own businesses. Um, but there wasn't sort of um, a fixed way of doing it like if you worked for someone else they would say hey Hannah I see you know you're pregnant you can now leave at you know 35 weeks and you've got the choice of six or 12 months I really had to write uh, I had to write the rule book on how I was going to do it in my business and to a lot of extent that involved a lot of joint conversations with Chris too because um you know as much as you know it's lovely and you can talk about all the leave at at the end of the day I've still got um you know Penelope or Penny, my beautiful daughter, she was one mouth to feed, but I've also got six in my office who do rely on me driving the business, driving the sales to make sure that um, the work was coming in. They they all still had had jobs. So I was really conscious, I guess, of that um, and keeping that momentum that I've worked just far too hard over the last four years to build within the business. Um, I wasn't, I, would, I didn't want to see any of that, that slow down. So I guess found out I was pregnant, got yourself and Lorraine Murphy on the bat phone and together we we nutted out a nutted out a plan. Yeah, that you did so fabulously. So tell us what were the most impactful things that you did to prepare your business for the arrival of beautiful Penny. So um I think I was thinking about this um this morning. I almost think like my planning phase almost had like three trimesters in itself um, in terms of getting getting things together. So um, one of the things um, when I found out I was pregnant um, is I knew I was obviously going to be able to take take time. I needed to take time off. And, and I think we'll, we'll talk about that later because I'm really bad at taking time off and I found the giving up the work part the hardest thing. Um, so what I, I knew that I had to replace myself in, in the business. So I think that was the, the first phase was defining what I, I did. 
Mm-hmm. I think sort of second phase I did was was finding that person, and then the third phase uh, was uh, handing over and and what that rollout and implementation plan looks like. Um, of the three sort of trimesters or planning phases of this, I think the hardest part was actually the first bit, which was defining what it is that I did in the business and what I had to hand over. And I remember having a conversation with you, Michelle, um, <laughs> about you said to me, what I want you to do, Hannah, is how, how are you going to find this person or how you're going to write the role description is to first of all, write down exactly what you do in the business. And my team will get such a good chuckle when they listen to this because I'm really good at implementing a system and I'm shocking at following it. So I found this task the like you might as well have asked me to walk on broken glass it was just the worst job for someone with my personality to have to do was write down every single thing I did in a day and if when you're running a business and everyone will know your jobs like doing the work I could tell you what I do from a work perspective you know I wrote this strategy I implemented this plan I made this toolkit I you know went on these flights I presented at these conference that bit's easy it's the other stuff you do like I take home the hand towels to wash every Friday. You know, I order the toilet paper. You know, I'm the one who go, who knows where the, who gets signed for form to get the special key cut for the special door that can't just go to any old locksmith. You know, it's got to go to the special one who does the universal keys, you know, so on and so forth. There was so much stuff that I was doing that literally no one else like other people could do it but they didn't know how to do it or I'd never handed it over or and you know and I'm quite particular about the way you know I like things as well you know mm-hmm. so you know just down to you know I like an art line 200 pen you know I just yes. if I'm doing the office works order I want the I want my art lines in there <laughs> you know and I don't want blue it has to be black you know I'm quite particular about things so there was lots of jobs that just needed to be documented so I found that phase the hardest mm-hmm. so long story short worked out all the things that I did in business, then um, sat down um, with with you and uh, Lorraine to work out, well, what are the things that I wanted to give up? What were the things that I wanted, like a give up as in, what things after Penny did I never want to do again? What things could be delegated temporarily and what things just, just wouldn't get done? And we went through that list and, and worked out essentially um, what things I was going to retain and what things this new person who was going to replace me would do. And that's mm-hmm. how we developed out the job description, which later went into market. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess in terms of working out what those things were, um, we took like a really strengths, weaknesses-based approach to them. So I'm a big fan of just playing to your strengths Mm -hmm. um you know even on my best day I'm a terrible admin person it's not my strength it never will be my strength and quite frankly I don't enjoy an excel spreadsheet and I'm really bad at it you know even if you know you coax me into it you know (laughs) tell me it's important I'm still shocking um and I get frustrated so getting someone in who could who could really play to all of my weaknesses became really, really important. And that's sort of, I guess, the direction we sort of took with that, with the job description we eventually wrote for for the general manager. And I guess the other major concern or the big thing that I was most worried about walking away from was the sales because in my business um, I'm responsible for a lot of the sales, um, you know, I have, um, you know, aside from me at, at that time, I just had one team member who was based in Melbourne who was driving sales and she was doing a brilliant job of it. But 
we two people needed to run the sales behind our business and most of the, the clients that we do have at Medium Water are a result of my network or my sales or my speaking and I was really conscious that if I stepped out of the business for any length of time those sales could just fall off a cliff um sort of of note um we'd also just come off the back of COVID as well so we had yeah. lost a lot of clients um so sales was something that I was you know jumping up and down about I was blue in the face about needing to diversify and and those sorts of things so I just didn't want to lose any of that that traction that we had there yeah so how did you manage that because I know that many business owners do worry about like how like you know not just from a from a new business point of view with with I'm talking about sales activity here but also with your existing clients like they worry because you know, as you have just said, like so much of that was down to you, to your connections, to your network, that your clients were used to dealing with Hannah. Mm. Um, how did you, so people do worry about that, you know, what if I step away? Like, you know, what's going to happen? Um, how, how did you manage this with your clients? Yeah, so in terms of, I guess, like two parts, with existing clients, that was, that was um, I'd say it was a bit, it was a bit harder, but I mean, I always say in, in any business, everyone's replaceable. And the fact of the matter is, even as the business owner, it turns out you are too. Um, while the, bus- the business will still operate with or without you in it. And that's, I've got living proof of that, um, of that happening. So in terms of um, me getting off off my clients, um, we sort of had to go through a weaning process in its in its own right to wean the Love clients it. off me, which which really started fairly early. So, in in my agency or or the way we we can structure um, is each client has has two um, two media mortar employees working on them. One is called a project lead, and one is called a project support support. So the projects that I had been project lead on we flipped so their project support became the lead and I became the support to them so that when right. I slipped away um Bell who replaced me was able to come in as support but they would already successfully weaned on their project support person who had now stepped up to lead for at least three or four months so I love that no one really noticed per se that I was yeah. I was gone I also thought um uh, I told my clients that um, I only told them when I was pregnant when I had Belinda in place and handed them directly into her. So for some of my clients, one of my clients, I was actually 37 weeks pregnant by the time I had that <laughs> conversation because they live, they're, they're quite far yes. away. Um, so I hadn't um, had that physically chance to seen the bump to yes. see them and, mm-hmm. and tell them in person. Um, mm-hmm. But most other clients, they were able to be connected directly into that person Mm -hmm. so then I guess the second part to that question was how did we maintain those sales or those new clients who are coming in um and so how we did that was um in coming up with this job description for the general manager is there was a really large sales component built into her role Mm -hmm. and so she has um has targets and kpis that are set against that um but also things as the business owner you have to just get good at delegating and handing over the keys to the kingdom so for example I had always controlled the hello at medium water inbox which is where most of our sales leads go so that now goes it goes directly to Bell so Bell can action them and and run and run those things um Bell also got um any leads that came through to me while I was on on that leave got spat directly to her 
Um, she also, we, we use Asana as our, as our tracking board. So I, all of my leads, because you know what it's like, you know, the sales call, that you, you know, you don't plant the seed and expect the flower to grow the same day. All of the seeds that I had planted three or four months later, I had, because I brought Belle in so early, yes. Belle was actually CC'd on all of my seed planting emails. So Belle was the one who was able to come in and harvest all of yeah. those. Brilliant. Um, sort of that three month later mark, which turned into those six months. Um, sort of contracts that we're delivering yeah. now. So I think that that organisation really paid off in, in that respect as Bell was brought in really slowly, really gradually and across that stuff. And it was, like, Michelle, it was really hard. It was really hard to hand over your baby. Like that inbox, you know, that was sort of like, it was almost like the last frontier I wanted yeah. to hold on to was that yeah. sales inbox. And yeah. it's like you can't do it. You can't do everything. And it was such a, that that inbox just doesn't need to come across my desk you know the people who are like how much for a website you know I don't need to be on that you don't Um, you absolutely don't but I understand and this is you know something that not just when people are are, you know taking time out to to have their family or it's for a whole host of reasons getting business owners to delegate certain aspects and it is it's funny things like the hello at inbox or or you know the fact that you you could you literally controlled the key to the kingdom because you were the one that organized the the office key to the like just stuff like that um yeah that that we feel like as business owners because we've always been the one to own it or control it or it's our name on the door therefore we should be doing all of these things but you have the evidence that sometimes other people can do these things and it's like oh god why didn't I do this sooner and you know why did it take me having a baby to hand that Mm -hmm. over to a incredibly capable person and I think we will that's a sort of natural segue to the importance of your incredible team um obviously you brought bell in new but you had a team and your team grew um during this time as well so can, can we yeah i think talk about them yeah absolutely i think the first thing to say just to what you were just saying before there michelle is that um sometimes when you hand things over even though you're reluctant to do it you find out that other people can do it better mm-hmm. and um that was evident um i think that um as as well I one of my um good friends who I also consulted a lot in um sort of this this journey um Laura McLeod had told me that when she went on mat leave her business actually made more money um and it sort of aligned with something that I'd heard in a podcast that babies bring abundance and all of this you hear this stuff and I was like oh please you know without me my you know my business will frizzle and die and it didn't you know I left um you know a team of three people and I came back and there were six people sitting in my office we actually recruited so much due to the amount of work that the girls brought in over that time and it became very obvious uh, Michelle that I am a massive bottleneck in my business you know I'm such a like oh no I want to do that I want to put in my Hannah Magic Fairy pixie dust on every piece of content that goes out and yes that's why people choose us and yes that's why the content is delivered because I've got such a high touch point on everything I've got my little mitts on everything but let's not mistake my little mitts on everything slows the process down Mm -hmm. and also do people do some people care probably not you know um they wouldn't know if I was there or not so um, that became super obvious but in terms of the team I I was just so so 
just happy with how they all did and how they how they ran everything without me. I had a um, a really established team before I before I left, um, and they just owned owned their this opportunity for all of them to really step up, all of them to take on more of that that management stuff and also to have have more input so I think one of the things that was really great in in bringing Bell in is we had a different a different person who wasn't the business owner to talk about things that weren't weren't working and they were able to find an opportunity to tell her things that had been driving them nuts for you know forever and I didn't know about it or we'd just always done it this way so it was great to have an opportunity for them also to um to shape what what the business looked like and and how it is how it operates today and I think um, they've certainly been able to facilitate more of an agency style model rather than what I had which was sort of like an all-in kind of approach of you know a scrum on every project to get things done rather than more systems and workflows which which we've always needed but because I'm you know the great implementer not much of the doer (laughs) um, you know I, I you know if I don't walk the walk the walk to it it becomes you know quite obvious so um yeah massive shout out to the team for doing just a brilliant yeah. job while I while I was away and you know I was they did they did so well to the to the point that you know and I think COVID does provide a great little context for us so for those um who don't know what we do at, at Media Mortal, we do a lot of tourism marketing and you know in in March 2020 we lost our business like we lost all but one client it was pretty it, awful it was it yeah. was awful we went down yeah really hard um but we came back too and, sure that, did. Um, and didn't we In so absolutely and, spectacular fashion you came back yeah amazing. we came back really fighting and just I think that team who really we pulled together so much over COVID and we and they just worked you know we worked like our lives depended on it because they did um to diversify and to get get new clients in when I wasn't there they just kept going to the point that you know you know if we want to talk you know financials we did more in we, we build more in the last quarter which was the quarter that I was off on leave having Penny in my maternity leave the team built almost their entire annual sales that they did the year before just in one quarter that alone. Is and- absolutely incredible. And I know that um yeah look there, there are there are I'm loving that, that that there are a lot of success stories that come out of COVID, but it's also down to I love what you've said, like just working like your lives all depend on it and 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 preparing the business for you to step out but then there's the proof that you were able to step out and things not only continued as they were they got even better the business grew and um and something that you you touched on um earlier when you were talking about team and just that um you know having someone else for the team to go to and it's something that you and I talked about in one of our sessions I think it was just before you, you you jumped out to have Penny and you were talking about bringing Bell in and, and the value of that outsider into the business. Like, you know, the way that things were always done by you, the way that things were always done by the business. And then there's someone that's kind of come in and gone, um, so why do you do that that way? And you're like, oh, I hadn't actually thought of that. Or, or they see things differently. And I suppose you, I, I can. I know that your experience is is testament to 
um, to have. It's even, you know what it is, Michelle, it's even down to, so one of the things that I had always retained was the ability to quote. So if Mm -hmm. I wasn't in the business, how were the quotes going out? Yeah. How would we quote? So I had to train Belle on how to quote. Um, Mm -hmm. And Rochelle also knows, knows how to quote, but her quotes would come up to me and I would, you know, you know, Review, you know, and yeah, review yeah, and like yeah. you know, chisel a little bit off there, sprinkle a little more on there, you know, that kind of thing. Massage, yeah. massage. There's your quote. Yeah. Um, for those listening, it is much more. You know, we have a process <laughs> behind it, but you know, more or less, anyone who's running a business knows that's kind of yeah, how you end that. up with the number. Yeah. Um. So what I had to I had to structure it because I couldn't. Bell needed a document that had this is how much it is. For social media, this is how much it is to run your paid campaign. This is how much a blog. This is an e-newsletter. Every single thing had to be written down to the point, you know, what I had been doing was I was just running clients on these historical prices that we'd always we'd always have. We'd have clients who'd never moved up in price with any sort of, you know, CPI for, you know, the last four years. Mm-hmm. We had clients who'd come in and I'd be like, oh, I just don't think they can afford us. So I'd, you know, start shaving their price away. And so I think a lot of the a lot of the reason why we, you know, were able to be so financially successful, why we met those, was because the girls priced what we're worth. They quoted yes. our value. Yes, yeah, <laughs> They followed yeah. the spreadsheet rather than having me come in and just make up some numbers, you know, towards the end because I, you know, oh, I like this person or, you know. Yeah, or, or we've got a historic um, relationship with them, therefore we will. Yes, I and um, and that's why it's good to have that buffer between you and them to actually, yeah, push that pricing yeah. out or or do that work. Like you said, you were the road a, a roadblock a lot of the road time. Yeah. in every yeah. sense of the way. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so were there things that cropped up in the business um, while you were while you were out? Um, that you felt compelled to pull yourself back in? Like, was did things come yes. up? Yes. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm being realistic here. Like, you know, all the, the processes and the superstar team and everything were there, but was there occasions where you where there, it was just a job that Hannah needed to, to do? Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think there's sort of a couple of parts to this. So before I went on leave, one of the things I remember working with you on, Michelle, was um, what things would I come back for? Because yeah. I remember having a phone call with you telling you oh that I was God. going to oh fly. Oh, my God. This to is Townsville. what I was thinking of when <laughs> I wrote this question that you, yeah, talk. please tell this story so because it's fun. By way of backstory, <laughs> we won this big project. It was a project that only I could deliver. Um, it involved going up to Townsville to do it and um, the meeting was on the was on my due date and I was telling Michelle how I was going to push it back by like a week or so and take the baby with me and Michelle was saying no you're not even allowed on a plane with a baby of that age you can't go you have to get one of the team to do it and I was putting up all of these um these reasons why can we also talk about the fact that it was like a some propeller plane that you were going to be going like it was yeah you know five people on the plane um, totally. Oh my God! Yes, I, I, and, I still I will never ever forget that conversation. <laughs> and I'm arguing till I'm blue in the face with Michelle <laughs> that it was 100 percent necessary for me to go. 
long story short, I didn't go didn't and go. I couldn't have gone anyway because we ended up in an emergency Caesar and seven days wouldn't have been enough time to recover from it to then get myself on a plane. But, um, you know, these are the things when you don't have children, the things that you think you're capable of, uh, of doing. Um, so what we did in, in that um in that instance was we um we'd made a plan on who was going to go and in the end it was Belle and, and Christy who worked that that project it was totally fine instead of sending one person we'd send two so they sort of got double the manpower you know to be able to do it I guess in lieu of having that um having me do it which I could have done independently yeah. uh-huh. to have, have those two minds on it and the client was absolutely thrilled to have two people it wasn't there was no issues at all it was just totally me projecting onto the onto the situation but we you and I we worked on some rules around what I'd come back for what were the reasons that I'd pick up um pick up the keyboard so to speak and, and yeah. come back on the tools and um and I, and I still follow them because they're they're three rules that I, I guess one of the things that was really important to me is what I put in place for mat leave was the forever plan it wasn't the three months that I had off it's not yeah. it's um it's medium order 2.0 Hannah 2.0 it's not um it wasn't just oh here's how how it was before me working these like you know 12 hour days every day glued to the business working on weekends no no this is me moving forward this is what me and my priorities have all changed and I know we'll talk about that mm-hmm. um so the rules I guess around well what what is it that I that I do now in the business um so um oh I just had a call come in it's totally fine um so I guess what those rules looked like was um what were the what things had strategic value for me to be on what for me to handle in in the business so um you know they had to have the clients had to have a certain value for the project for me to for the girls uh-huh. to call me to to get my mitts onto it um it had to have we had one job that came through um that had a really low low invoice amount um, but had a custom, really high customer lifetime value and to win more work off that client, um, I had to deliver that that job. And it was one of these jobs that was like it was worth peanuts, had the worst time time turnaround, but it needed to be like to – and by doing it, it's delivered, you know, thousands of dollars more work yeah. and we won it because I had touched that first piece of content. Um, the other reason I come back onto a job was because it was a passion project. So, you know, I've done a couple of consults with um, people who, you know, really don't, you know, make a, a difference to our bottom line per se, but they're the projects that I really, that really light me up. So I came back for those. And the third reason was for the clients who were willing to pay for the premium privilege of having me do their work. So that became, you know, for clients who were like, oh, we want Hannah to do this one. It was like, okay, well, if you want Hannah, she doesn't charge this price anymore. She charges this one. And if they were willing to pay it, they got, they pulled me back yeah. for that stuff. So that worked really well. I mean, truth be told, like the girls kicked me out. Like I went on that leave at 38 weeks and I went to work four days that week and I showed up 39 weeks pregnant for three days and the girls kicked me out, Yeah, um, you know. I was 40 and four, still like doing the, the pay run and going into the office. Um, the day I gave birth to Penny, I went into the office just to pop in and say hello. Um, and then when I got back from hospital, I was like writing blog posts that that week because little babies do sleep a lot. They and do. I I was used to doing it and it was on my on my terms and on my time and that I was really, really comfortable with. And they sort of fit those, I guess, those rules. And the thing that was really great is because I wasn't working on any 
clients or I had no clients emailing me, if I was delivering a project, I just worked in a little isolation bubble. It was almost like before I went on leave, if you looked at our org structure, I was like the top of the pyramid on leave I was at the bottom I got the jobs that no one wanted to do it was you know writing a blog post about this or doing an e-newsletter because if I couldn't deliver it because Penny wasn't feeling well or wasn't awake or wasn't a good sleeper that week it didn't really matter because someone else could could deliver it um I wasn't yeah no one had to depend on me for any of the tasks I did while while I was there yeah. which was quite good. That's great. And I love what you said about like it, you, you've set this up now that this is the way forward with your business. And um, so I guess, you know, that leads me to asking you like what what are some of the habits or the work practices that you had prior to having Penny and, you know, what have you ditched or had, you know, massive adjustment around now that she's here? Oh, my God. <laughs> so many, Michelle. Um, I, if you'd asked me in the start of February this year, I would have told you I was the most productive person on the planet. That's <laughs> a lie. That's a total lie. I used to tweet around looking at seed and country road for a long time in my day. Um, I don't have time for that. I unsubscribe to every online shopping e-newsletter I get. Very good. I get to work and I'm like on the keyboard. Like you can see like smoke coming off the keys. I'm that like fast and efficient. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a lot more um, to the point direct and tasky, you know, like Meetings for the sake of meetings don't fly with me anymore and I'm yeah. really clear with when I'm available for meetings and the days that um, the days that I've got um, and what times I do them. So really honouring honoring that um, is really important. The time I've got to give um, give to people and, uh, you know, in fairness to the team as, as well, like I, I have to be a lot more direct with them, you know, things that aren't done properly. I just have to send straight back, you know, with just like this needs, you know, with, with the edits and the feedback, less sort of, I think, um, sort Input of from nice you. soft scaffolding around, you yeah. know, the language that I use. But like, if I'm sorry, if the font's not right, it shouldn't be it. It shouldn't have come to my desk. Um, and just getting those sorts of things um, a bit more organised and tightened up there I think has 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 certainly changed um so things that I'm not doing or things that I won't I won't do um I guess moving forward is you know I don't work um exclusively on on any client accounts anymore so we've still got always a project lead and project support and I sit as the project support on those but for those strategic projects where I have to have to be the lead um the clients don't know my work hours anymore they know that I'm part-time so that's um, that's been really effective. Um, the team. So you, sorry to interrupt. So you don't say, you know, Hannah is available Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. That's just that's it's that's just, just no only internal know that. I love it. That's so, so good. That, that means that if, if they want someone, they know they have to go to the other person mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. who who is there five days a week. Yeah. Um, they know that the the team know my work hours um they just recently um adjusted because we were able to get our nanny for more hours um so they know I do my work between 10 and 12 I edit their work between 12 and 2 and I do my meetings from 12 to 5 you're telling so the that. world you realize this don't you like oh, I do know that but yes. listening right now yeah, don't listen clients I'm not I'm not there you don't know um but more or less it could change tomorrow I miss you it's like yes, that but more or less that's the that's <laughs> the kind of structure that that we have and the team are able then to to follow as as well so I think yeah 
what I was doing beforehand was um, working, you know, we're, we're two small business owners, Chris and I, if we're not doing something on the weekend, we both go to work. You know, if we're not, if nothing's on TV, we both go back to work. Um, so that that doesn't happen um, anymore. Um, working less hours, but much more productively. Like Chris, I think is just he pro- probably is his transformation has been even more because like we're talking about someone who, you know, runs a feed of like he's got three computer screens like two with plans and the other one's got like tractors and mowers and you know tool <laughs> videos like running on YouTube you know how to you know how to build a you know this that or the other so you know that screen's been shut down and decommissioned you know it's um it's quite you know you, you just got less time to do the same amount of work and you just get better at doing it yeah so yeah, yeah. I think it, it that babies are they just make you become more efficient because you have to. Um, so I, I did mention in, in the intro that I worked with both you and Chris um, in the lead up to, to Penny's arrival. And, you know, there were some big changes in his business as well through that time, that preparation time. So I, I would love for you to share how you guys have navigated being new parents and both running separate businesses because um, there are a lot of, entrepreneurial couples around some in the same business others operating separately so I, I, I know any insights that you share here would be um, people would be really interested in so yeah I think um, I think one of the things that we both learned is that running your own business and having a baby is a gift um, because what we what you need when you have a, a baby and this may not be a surprise to anyone else but it, it was to me is you need flexibility. That's the thing. More than more than money, more than time, it's the flexibility to do things. And what we both learned is that, you know, in my mind, if you'd asked me when I was, you know, I was waxing lyrical at 38 weeks pregnant about how I was going to come back to work three days a week and maybe full days and it'd be great and I was just going to leave the baby with a bottle. Um, Penny doesn't take a bottle. So that's been, you know, that really, that rules out that one pretty fast. Um, never has, never will, you know, doesn't, won't take a dummy either. So, you know, that really breaks me down to like, you know, four, four hour windows essentially. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing that we both learned, um, yeah, from this is that having your business is a gift because you can be, you can be flexible. So, you know, in terms of, you know, our, our morning routine, Chris is able to start, you know, instead of getting to his desk at seven, he gets there a little bit later because he goes down and gets my coffee and, um, you know, and sets us up with breakfast so that Penn and I can start the day fresh. You know, then at, at night he is able to come home, sort of take Penn from a walk between five and six and I can jump back on for another hour to get that stuff done before we start the whole witching hour, bed, bath, you know, boob routine and getting her down, you know, and then I can jump back on later. I've got that flexibility and yeah. and so does he. And, um, you, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends who are talking about returning to work to their, you know, their employees in, in, in really wonderful organisations with incredible flexible working hours, but they're not as flexible as you can afford yourself. And that's 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 the great the great thing about it and you know you can as the boss of your own business you know if you don't want to go in um you don't you don't have to if you're going to work just when the baby's asleep you can do that as 
bitsy as that might be or as little or as much as that might look like, depending if you've got a sleeper or not, you've got those choices and and it's that choice that's that's freedom. And I always sort of laughed in the face of people who said that they they run their own business for freedom and flexibility because I'm like, ha, I've been running this for four years and never once made it to the beach. Like, you know, <laughs> count on one hand how many lunches, you know, I've, you know, been out for long boozy lunches in my, you know, when I was launching this I thought I could do um you know that's not the freedom and flexibility that you get but when you have a baby you have so much you've got so much choice in how you want to do it and that's that is just worth more than anything else um at the moment is is how you're going to do it so I feel really privileged and I know Chris does as well to have our businesses to be able to come and go from um is it's just a huge it's it's just a huge win for us as parents yeah and and will continue to do so as as Penny gets older and and you know I know that myself like as a as a as a mum it's like the 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 most flexibility even though yes I have worked for family friendly organisations but the ultimate flexibility does come from having your own business which is yeah fantastic so it's just yeah yeah it, and I think it's 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 been great because that you know. When Penn was first born, you know, I remember talking to Chris about what kind of paternity leave and things he was going to take, and it was like I didn't, I didn't want him there for two weeks at the start. Like she was easy. <laughs> Go there. away. Go to work. Go away. <laughs> yeah. Come take. Yeah. Come take this teething baby. Yeah, it, it is true. I, I I often say like I think maternity leave and and paternity leave actually occurs at the wrong time. I think yeah. um, because you you mentioned earlier on like babies they they do actually sleep and it's when they wake up it's when they wake up after a few months it's when they start being mobile it's when they're that a lot more needy. I feel like that's when you need the break that's when you need the extra yeah. set of hands in the in the house so what surprised you about this whole experience um lots like personally um from a personal front I absolutely surprised at how much you can love something um I know that's a bit cliche but there is no love like it and I I was that sort of person who never really like I don't really like other people's children you know <laughs> you know I'm not I was never that person who'd be like me the baby to get down yeah. on the floor yeah um you know give me you know give me an older child you can kind of dress up and put whiskers on and pretend to be a cat for an afternoon like I'm <laughs> I'm down for that but little babies I'm like I never really got them um so definitely personally surprised at at, at how much you can you can love something and how it, it's just it's nature you just you know what to do that yeah, you know, Penny hasn't read any of the books and yet has taught me more about parenting than anything that I read did. Mm-hmm. Um, from a business and, and professional front, it, it's just that the show goes on with or without you and it's incredible when you start to remove yourself as the roadblock and start to delegate to other people how much can be achieved and, and, and achieved in a really short time. And I think that's, um, you know, I know a lot of people or a lot of small business owners who are, who are my friends ask me about like when's the right time to have a baby, um, you know, I want to have this, that and the other, you know, before I do that, before before I start that or I've got a friend who's about to start a business who's got this whole sort of big plan, you know, I'm, I'm going to start my business, I'm going to run it for one year and then I'm going to have the baby and I just think you can't, you know, it's that old saying, you know, 
you know, to, to God your plans and he laughs at it. You know, you yes. can't you can't manufacture this this sort of stuff. And as organized as I was in getting the my maternity leave plan done, I wasn't this the planning that went around what is the right time wasn't wasn't there, you know, yeah. so much for us. Chris and I didn't focus on when is the right time because certainly, you know, when when we fell pregnant with Penny, we had my business was in the toilet. Chris's, we didn't know what was happening with construction. Yeah. Um, we knew that we would get through it. Um, we knew that we could support each other and we knew that we wanted to to have a baby, um, but we didn't focus and fixate on when when the best time would be because, quite frankly, there's never a great time, you know. You know, there's never the right, the right things aligning, you know. Um, staff can leave, you know. You can have the best team in the world and they can leave. Um, mm-hmm. You can have, you know, all the sales in the world and then you have a pandemic like we did and all your clients drop you overnight even though it's in a contract you know you can have all of these things these things in place so I think it's not so much about planning the time to do it but it's making the plans once you've you've got that and getting really proactive about it would be what I think you have absolutely nailed it because um that's that is what you did and you did it so brilliantly and yes you you know you epitomize that and I and I just I, I love that you are the living proof that this actually <laughs> works and that no matter what happens you know you make you make plans to deal with the situation and voila look at where you are so and I love um, our guests to leave our listeners with something that they've read watched heard that will give their business or their life a bit of a boost so what would you like to share with us today um, well I thought I do I've got two actually I've got three I was thinking uh, three. of um, <laughs> of um I did my homework Michelle um well I thought if anyone was listening who was pregnant um because mm-hmm. I've read a lot of pregnancy books just yep. by virtue of where where I'm at um one of my, oh, my favourite book that I read in the lead-up to having Penny was um, The Secret Life of the Unborn Child, and it's um, basically about um, it's got nothing to do with, you know, it's not like, you know, what to expect or anything, which is about the, you know, the mechanics of how it all happens. This was about the emotional connection that you make with the baby when they're inside you, and some of it, like, does sound a little bit crackpot, but the essence of it was <laughs> was quite great about the baby is listening to you the whole time and can hear you and it's it's your it's your thinking and what and what you're conveying and your emotions that you're feeling that they're picking up on and I certainly of the things that people have told me about Penny is because she's such a chilled baby is because I was relaxed and I think a lot of that came down to that to that book is I just I just never broke a sweat throughout the pregnancy because I got organized nothing phased me and maybe it was like all that oxytocin that I'm still drinking but I'm like nothing like I won't I don't break into a sweat or get frazzled like I used to I can't I can't afford to um so that one if you're pregnant really love that um if you're um running a business or thinking um about um running a business um I loved the middle finger middle finger project which is by Ash Ambridge which came out um last year she is just a copywriting god guru I look up like I was in stitches before I even finished the contents page and it's just about backing yourself and believing yourself and one of the things I love about in that book is she sort of really talks about big being successful isn't about what doing one thing boldly it's about making a thousand decisions boldly you have to 
do things on repeat to get to get there. And I really love the message of that book. It's both appropriate for people who haven't started a business and people who are already running it. And it's funny. Like it is like not many business books are friggin' funny. And this one is hilarious. Um, and if you don't sign up to e-news, it's also really funny too. And then I guess from a content marketing perspective, if anyone's wanting to up their their marketing game, I think Seth Godin's Purple Cow is the best marketing book on the planet. It's like the size of a leaflet, but it's so just it's just got the best information in it. All it comes down to is if you don't stand out and you can't articulate it, why would anyone choose you? And it's just so true and it's what so many people suffer with. So they're they're my three depending on what phase of life you're in. What phase of life you're in. I love it. You've covered all bases. Thanks, Han. So thank you so, so much for sharing your stories with us today. It's been fantastic and you've been incredibly generous with um, your insights. But I, you know, I have asked you on here today in the hope that that people who are listening, who are considering, you know, that 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 blend of, of business, babies, family, um, just have an example to look to where, it, you know, that preparation has stood you in such amazing stead and, and, and you are living this great life, both you and Chris. So can you tell us how we can connect with you? Yes, absolutely. So um, my business is called Media Mortar. So you can find it on Instagram, media, then M-O-R-T-A-R, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and then we've got a website, mediamortar.com.au. Um, I should give my, myself a little plug there. If you like my book suggestions, I actually have a download of all my favourite business books, which you can download for free. So I do a little summary of what I, I like about it. And I know a couple of people like have sent me DMs that they just printed it out and sent it to a relative as their Christmas shopping list. Oh, that's like, awesome. Oh, genius. Awesome. Such a good idea. So um, will you give me a link to that? And then I, I will, put yeah, it in the show notes. In awesome. the show notes. Awesome. One thing um, I do just want to add to mm. Michelle um, mm. that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the team is that mm. I do also have a home team who helps me as well in terms ah, of I have a nanny. Yes. We um, just talk so about that. Pe- yeah, yeah. People don't think I'm just like leaving Penny with like a six pack of beers <laughs> and Netflix and going to work every day. Like <laughs> she has someone looking after her. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, for people, you know, I think one of the things is like there's lots of pressure to be able to do it all and I don't do it all. I have I have a team who helps me. Um, so, yeah, shout out to, yeah, our nanny. Oh, awesome looks team. After, looks yes. after Penn and, you know, that yeah. that certainly clears you do, the, Yeah, the you do have a, a, a bit of a village and you've got your mum. Oh, and, everyone works And I love, you know, house. I love you talking about like Chris and you tag teaming and, yes, it just it doesn't all need to rest on mama that's for sure um han thank you so much thank you for being here today um and i yeah i can't wait to see you soon in real life (laughs) thanks for sharing some of your day with me today i hope it's given you a little boost to continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode visit michellebroadbent.com And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon.